Hi friends, this is Maria Mays, founder of Take 5, well-being coach and teacher, and you're listening to Chakras and Chardonnay, a well-being podcast for wine lovers, where we explore insights from ancient wisdom teachings to empower our health, to liberate ourselves from anxiety, and to more mindfully enjoy our wine and everything else we consume. Did I mention we have fun exploring different wines? (laughs) We do that too. And I am so, so grateful that you are here. Hi, friends. Welcome back to Chakras and Chardonnay. So it's just Maria today. It's a solo episode, and we are going to work on part two of the chakras and wine pairings series. And so if you didn't catch the first episode, go back to episode 11, where we look at the root and sacral chakras and pair some wines with them and just have a lot of fun. And today we're going to step into the solar plexus and heart area. And so let's dive right in. And just a reminder, why the heck do we care? We'll go back to episode one and it'll give you an entire outlook on why these energy centers have the ability to empower you to a more well state of being in the human body. And so all the basics are there, then 11 for the uh, first two chakras, and now we will explore the second two. So we're going to look at our power center and our heart center today, starting with the Manipura chakra, which is our solar plexus chakra. And so this exists from about the navel to the breastbone, so that lower thoracic spine region. And this particular chakra is all about power, our personal power, our willpower, our digestive power, our feeling of confidence and endurance and empowerment. And so this Manipura translates roughly to lustrous gem or jeweled city. So often we'll talk about a yellow color embodying this particular energy center. And so if you think about yellow, think about the sun, the power of the sun, and think about what element that represents, fire. It's that transforming force in life. And that is the case of our Manipur chakra. This is the area of all of our digestive organs, our ability to metabolize, process, and build our own power from what we consume, whether that be actual food, drink, or experiences. So if we look at the animal associated with this, we talked last time about the elephant and then the crocodile. In this case, we are back up on land. So if you imagine an animal that is strong and powerful and as a means to power through, think of a ram. Think of those horns on a ram. Not only is ram the animal associated with it, but it's also the mantra, the vibration or sound that can help you optimize this particular energy center. So ram, R-A-M. So let's look at this in a little bit more detail. When our power center is really optimized. It's when you're feeling confident and powerful. It's when your willpower is strong. It's when you just feel ready to take on whatever life throws at you. 
Think about how you might have been in a state in your life like this where you were just flowing. You were very charismatic and confident when you entered a room. You were confident in your decision making and powerful in means of being really mindful about your responses versus your reactions to life events. That type of power comes from our power source or our Manipura chakra. So what about when it's too strong? That oftentimes results in our temper flaring. We become overly focused on the ego, needing to be in control, maybe experiencing jealousy or blaming others, and maybe also then it manifesting as symptoms within the physical body like heartburn or indigestion. Remember, this is that area where all of our digestive organs live. And so think about it from the opposite aspect. If it's real weak, that's when oftentimes we lose our appetite or we just become so anxious and disorganized and just not able to make decisions, not able to stay on task, just feeling like we don't have personal power. Oftentimes this is because we're stuck in the past and in terms of physical manifestations, this can result in things like arthritis, ulcers, intestinal problems, uh, even liver issues, uh, oftentimes associated with eating disorders. So there's so many ways that these energy centers correlate to manifestations in our physical health. So how do we optimize it? Well, one of the things we can do is actually spend time visualizing ourselves standing in our power. We can visualize the color yellow. We can do some guided visualizations where we really embody and feel that power. And there's also a variety of yoga asanas or postures that can help with this. So anything where we're opening up that solar plexus area, think about back bends or when you're coming into, if you do yoga cab. Um, cobra, excuse me, or camel, or a big back band like a wheel. From the same aspect, think about how you might go into a powerful posture. Think about your posture when you step into a meeting, or when you're in an interview, or when you're in conflict. What does your posture say about you? Is it closed off, retracted, shoulders hunched forward, gut pulled in? Or is it chest open, lungs open, solar plexus open, feeling expansive and powerful? And so our posture can say so much about us and it can really help us manifest what we want in life. In fact, there's power postures. Um, I will link to in the show notes. It's Amy Cuddy who did a great TED talk on this, a researcher that has some data to support how putting yourself in these different postures for just a few minutes a day can have dramatic impacts on your life. So if you think about a powerful pose like a a warrior pose in yoga where you're coming in to this stance of true power where you're activating all of the muscle centers in the body. That would be something that you can do. And then of course there's journaling and meditating, my favorite recommendation for any of these, and mantras and affirmations. And so just pausing to say I'm a powerful being, my will is strong, my strength comes from within, in the middle of the day, that can reset you. It can reset your mindset. So, okay, we know this is all about power. What kind of wine are we going to pair with it? Well, 
if I'm choosing, I'm going to select a powerful, bold wine. Think about a bold wine from a hot climate. So sorry, white wine drinkers, but I'm looking at the reds here. I'm looking at big cabs. Maybe, oh, one of my favorites is Malbec or Petite Syrah. I'm really loving lately too. So just think about a bold wine from a hot climate. That thicker skin helps it hold up and retain its power through the heat of the sun. And that element, again, is that fire element associated with this particular chakra. Speaking of fire, I should also point out that in addition to tapping into some meditative practices or doing calming breaths, when you are overactive in this particular uh, energy center, you can also look to food. For example, reducing spicy food, which has a lot of that fire heat element in it, can help um, reduce not only the, the overactivation, but also the physical manifestations if you've got heartburn and such. Moving on up, let's talk about our heart chakra. This is known as the Anahata chakra in Sanskrit, and it translates roughly to unstuck or unhurt. And think about that. When we're truly in that place of just love and compassion for not only self, but for others, we do become unstuck. And we aren't in that place of hurt anymore because we've moved beyond it. So it's located in the center of the chest. It's in that area of where the heart exists, um, the thymus gland, the lungs, the breast. It is the chakra that unites the lower three chakras that are focused more on earthly matters to the upper chakras that are focused more on transcending the physical. So if we look at the element associated with it, it is air. And so think about that, the heart and the lungs, that circulatory system and that respiratory system. And the heart chakra actually has the largest biofield in the body. So if you swing back to one of the prior episodes, we actually talk about biofield and healing. And the interesting thing about where our heart exists and how that affects our nervous system is the vagus nerve and how it innervates the heart and lungs is directly associated with the heart chakra and that part of our physical form. So the color typically associated with it is green and in terms of an animal, now we've moved up from this kind of powerful muscular ram to an animal that's lighter and free and just kind of jumping through the land. So think of an antelope. So how does it look when it's optimized? When it's optimized, we are compassionate and loving. We're accepting of not only self, but others. We're patient and for forgiving. Again, not only of self, but of others. We come from that space of just being really centered and grounded from those lower chakras already being in balance, but also from the space of just deep compassion for self and others. And so when it is weak, oftentimes we can find ourselves shy, lonely, withdrawn, or also just having real challenges forgiving others, just being stuck and not being able to get over some sort of hurt. Um, when it's too strong, that's when we can find ourselves in jealousy and acts of being clingy or in anger. 
And it also can manifest as grief that we're not allowing to process through and out of the body, but just retaining it. And most probably commonly, it manifests when it's uh, too strong as disdain or dislike of self. And so one of my favorite practices to help bring this to an optimized state where we're just compassionate, loving, and accepting of self and others is through meditation. Surprise, you wouldn't have thought that I'd throw that out, right? Um, but there's a particular style of meditation, loving kindness meditation or metta meditation that is really powerful This for this. Um, other ways to increase its energy, getting outside in the fresh air, driving with the windows open, just breathing in deeply in nature. Think about um, just when you can just be free and walk around in a field with no concerns or no goals or no particular destination, but just wandering and feeling that, that love as you observe maybe some wildlife. So to calm its energy, oftentimes what's helpful in addition to meditation is focusing on how we can forgive or maybe writing a gratitude letter or expressing um, forgiveness through written form or just the simple process of grabbing an old photo of some loved ones and viewing that and just reminiscing. Now in terms of yoga asanas, again back bends are helpful here too and any what we would call heart opening postures. So earlier today I taught a class at an outpatient clinic and I was working with a group um, in a substance use disorder program and we worked really on creating these postures of openness within the heart so opening the arms wide relaxing the shoulders onto the back you know creating this space within our chest within our heart chakra area and then also cultivating deep self-acceptance and deep self-compassion um, through these practices so so many amazing things here in terms of affirmations just pausing to remind yourself my heart is open and I am a compassionate being. And I turn that compassion onto myself so that I can really sh truly show it to others. So um, let's talk why now. Of course, if we're talking about this chakra that's associated with compassion and love, I'm going to have to just recommend whatever wine you have fallen in love with. And so for me, there's so many different wines to pick from. It's hard <laughs> to choose just one. But um, I am really loving any type of medium-bodied wine with a little cherry feel to it. Um, I don't know why, but I am just digging the cherry lately. So I've had a Pinot blend recently. I've had a Syrah blend recently and even a GSM um, that had those notes of cherry that I just, I'm just digging um, in all aspects. Or if I'm going to really tap into that air element, some bubbles. So nothing like a beautiful sparkling wine and maybe on the white side, uh, Vermentillo is one of my favorites right now. So pick a wine that you just adore and love, or maybe it's the wine that first that you first fell in love with, or a wine that you received as an act of love and compassion for someone else as a gift that was given to you, or vice versa, one that you gave to someone because you loved it so much. 
So that's a wrap on these two chakras. Again, there's lots of different things we can do. We can leverage gemstones. We can do affirmations. We can chant mantras. So the mantra associated with this is yam. And um, we'll explore more of those in the future. But for now, stick with me as I guide you through a short relaxation. And I want to set up an expectation for the upcoming episodes of Chakras and Chardonnay. So we are already way more episodes in than I expected. This has just been such a fun ride so far. And the next three or four uh, interview episodes that I'll be putting out, I'm actually going to be having the guest lead us through a take five relaxation, their variation of a meditation or a guided relaxation at the end, so that I can expose you to more teachers, more styles, and more ways to just get centered, get grounded, and relaxed. I'm so excited to be bringing you these amazing beings and sharing it with you, and that'll wrap up the first season. Then I'll take a short break and be back with you. Now let's open our power center, let's open our heart center, and let's step into some deep self-acceptance and self-compassion with this short relaxation. Let's take five together. Hi friends, let's find ourselves in a comfortable seated position. And starting by just bringing our awareness to the part of your body that's making contact with the floor underneath you. So maybe you're seated in a chair or directly on the floor, whether it's the feet or your hips, just feel that support. And imagine that underneath that flooring and foundation, there exists this surface. It's called the earth. (laughs) And it's there for you day in and day out, holding space, providing you stability, providing you a space to ground, and providing you support. So in this moment, just allow it to do its thing, support you. Now we're going to bring the awareness up from the ground and up to the legs, all the way up to the tailbone, and then go a little further to that space from the navel to the center of the rib cage, so that thoracic region. And I want you to see if you can get some actual physical space there. So lengthening the whole spine from tailbone to crown of the head, creating more space for those discs to expand and stretch themselves. Notice how it feels to get more upright. Now we're going to take our right hand and place it down by the right hip, and we're going to take our left hand up into the sky, reach it up with an inhale, and as you exhale, gently tilt the body towards the right side, so coming into a bit of a side bend in here. Let's take a deep breath in, allow that breath to travel down to the belly, expanding out, expanding towards the ribcage, and exhale releasing and take that arm down. Now pausing just for a moment to notice the difference between the two sides. Take the left hand down by the left hip, inhale that right hand up, reaching, 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 and when you can't get any further, exhale and come over into a bend towards the left. Notice the space and the openness you can create. Another deep breath in here, feeling the body expand through the ribs, and then exhale, gently take that hand down. 
Now bringing the awareness to the center of the chest. Notice if you feel open or closed in that area. We're going to help it open up by inhaling the shoulders up towards the ears and then exhale and rounding the shoulders on to the back. What can you release here? Let's do that again. Inhale, shoulders come up towards the ears and as you exhale, just release and soften those shoulders back onto the back. Now take the hands and place them on the heart and just take a breath here into the center of the chest. And on the next inhale, take those arms and open them wide like wings, allowing the chest to open. Maybe the gaze looks up. And on the exhale, gently take them back in. Hands over the heart again. Let's do that one more time. Inhale, open, expanding those wings. Can you go a little further? Reaching, opening. And then exhale, gently take them back. Now releasing that movement, but just continuing with a deeper than normal breath. So as you inhale, allowing that expansion from belly to chest. And as you exhale, just releasing any tension, anything that's not important in this moment. Inhaling. And exhaling. And we're just going to invite in some statements of self-acceptance, power, and self-compassion. May I accept myself in my power. May I remember that my confidence and my power and my will come from within. May I accept myself just as I am in this moment. Continuing with that deep breath cycle. May I have grace for myself and have patience with myself as I remember my power. May I have kindness and compassion towards myself. Continuing to breathe deeply. May I allow myself to feel worthy, worthy of love, worthy of compassion, and worthy of the power that is my divine birthright. May I accept myself fully in this moment. May I harness my divine power, the power to turn compassion towards self. May I show myself the same love and compassion that I show others. And may I remember that I am worthy. Just rest there for a few moments, enjoying being fully present in your power and full acceptance. Now allowing the awareness to come back to the physical form by maybe rubbing some fingers together or pressing your feet onto the surface that they're on. And as you enter into the rest of your day, ask yourself, how can I bring this powerful, compassionate presence into all my actions? Thanks for joining me. Namaste.
Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Chakras and Chardonnay. Friends, as we enter into the fall season, the holidays are going to be around the corner. And with that, for a lot of us, comes additional stress. So this year, consider resourcing your team and yourself with stress reduction tools to be able to better manage your stress, to release tension stored in the body, and to improve both your mental and physical health. So check out the link in the show notes. Take five membership options are available for all sizes of businesses as well as individuals. And this year, as you look to your holiday party planning, consider bringing mindfulness in. Rather than the typical holiday party with all the overconsumption, bring your team an experience of deep relaxation and the ability to truly explore their food and drink from a mindful perspective that nourishes their health. I'm now booking holiday stress reduction and mindful tasting experiences. These can be done virtually and in person and are truly a game changer for your holiday party. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you could like, follow, rate, or drop me a review, it would help me get this out to more listeners. Until next time, cheers, and here's to keeping it mindful.